Hi everyone, Siobhan Chapman here and welcome to the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Today we are joined by Nicole Herman, Relationship Manager with the Women's Strategic Client segment here at UBS. Nicole is joining us today to highlight the team's annual work on the Own Your Worth publication. Nicole, welcome back and congratulations on the release of the latest edition of Own Your Worth. I'm looking forward to diving into the publication and learning about your findings. Thank you so much for having me on today. Of course. So before we dive in, can you start by telling our listeners about Own Your Worth and the work that your team focuses on to help set the stage for today? Absolutely. So the women's segment at UBS is focused on the development and implementation of our strategy as a firm to address the unique financial needs that women have throughout the course of their lifetime. Our goal is to help women navigate their financial lives and prepare for their financial futures. And we do that through extensive research, developing educational resources and materials, offering events, and more, all on various topics related to women's financial well-being. Our commitment as an organization is really threefold, to help bring more women to the financial table, support those women who are already at the financial table, and make that table a more inclusive place for women. For the last six years, UBS has worked tirelessly to gain a deeper understanding of how women engage in their finances so that we can be best positioned to better serve women and accomplish what we set out to do in helping women achieve greater financial well-being, as I just mentioned earlier. Each year since 2018, we've published an annual Own Your Worth report focused on how women engage in the major financial decisions that shape their lives and their legacy while also approaching this research with the foundational belief that women are a population, not a segment. Each report looks at specific demographics of women or specific trends impacting women in a meaningful way as it pertains to their financial well-being. We've had the opportunity to survey and speak with thousands and thousands of women and men over the years from all different backgrounds, ages, financial situations, professions, and more. Last year, for example, we looked at how the events of the last few years, including the pandemic, had acted as a catalyst for reevaluation for women and showed that women in particular have an increased desire to lead more purposeful lives and see money as a tool to affect the change they wish to see in the world. Thank you so much for that overview, Nicole. That really sets the tone for our conversation. Now, can you please tell us about all of the exciting new research that was just published? Absolutely. So for our latest Own Your Worth report that we just published titled Tradition, Trust, and Time, the challenges women breadwinners face embracing their financial clout, we decided to take a closer look at the experience that women primary breadwinners have when it comes to money. Women continue to make great strides in education, labor force participation, and career advancement, and they are contributing more to their families' incomes than ever before. So we wanted to understand whether this increasing financial clout translates to increased financial participation in terms of involvement in decisions around what to do with the money they're earning. And we also wanted to understand what challenges women primary breadwinners face when it comes to financial engagement. So we went out and we spoke with over 800 women and men and heterosexual couples and women and same-sex couples to try to answer this hypothesis and build out our research. And Ultimately, among the high-earning women we surveyed, we found that about 30% of the women in heterosexual couples reported that they were indeed the primary breadwinner in their household. From there, we looked at financial engagement, and we were surprised to find that on average, women breadwinners were significantly less engaged in making the major short- and long-term financial decisions for their households compared to financial engagement levels of men breadwinners. 
And just a quick aside, we refer to both primary earners and breadwinners interchangeably. But when using the term breadwinner, we're referring to primary breadwinners, not necessarily sole breadwinners. So just an important kind of clarification. But from there, of course, the question became why. If money is power, why aren't more women breadwinners exercising it? And from our research, a clear picture emerged of why so many breadwinners are still relinquishing their power over financial decision-making. So, Nicole, you've shared with us a very interesting statistic that despite nearly 30% of women in heterosexual relationships are making more than their partners, only half are engaged in both short- and long-term financial decision-making. Can you share with us some insight on what is preventing women from taking a more active role in their financial decision-making process? What are the challenges that they're facing? Sure. I would say it really came down to three key challenges, tradition, trust, and time, as the name of our new report aptly states. So from a tradition standpoint, many women have mixed feelings about being the breadwinner, given societal expectations and gender stereotypes. For example, less than half of women breadwinners said they prefer being in this position, compared to almost 90% of men breadwinners who prefer it. Many women breadwinners said friends and family assume their male partners are the primary earners, and about half of these women don't correct these assumptions by their social circles. The second point is trust, and many bread, women breadwinners face insecurities and trust issues from their non-primary earning partners. The majority of men non-primary earners said they would prefer to be the breadwinner and that they wish they could contribute more, and even cited that this difference in earnings has caused tension in their relationships. Women breadwinners also face the highest levels of distrust from non-primary earning partners when it comes to their spending and investing habits. And finally, you know, it's time. And this may not be surprising to our listeners and our, our own Earlier, Own Your Worth research has shown that the burden of household responsibilities fell even more disproportionately on women during the pandemic more broadly. But in this latest report, women breadwinners told us they take on more of the household responsibilities and childcare responsibilities compared to men breadwinners. So, Nicole, you also have a spotlight on women in same-sex couples. Was the data similar or were there differences in some of the challenges that women breadwinners faced in same-sex couples? Sure, yeah, so you're exactly right. We also explore these dynamics between women and same-sex couples where one partner is the primary earner. And although we found that all women breadwinners face certain common challenges, some struggles are tied more closely to traditional gender roles among heterosexual couples. So, for example, women in same-sex couples preferred being the breadwinner about two-thirds of the time, significantly higher than women breadwinners and heterosexual couples. Women breadwinners and same-sex couples also had higher levels of competence around investing and said being the breadwinner made it natural for them to lead on financial decisions at higher, weight, at higher rates than women breadwinners and heterosexual couples. Can you share with our listeners what are the implications of this research and what is UBS going to do about the challenges that you've uncovered that these women are facing? How do we correct this imbalance? So that was really the goal of our research, right? It's one thing to do this type of research and digest these fascinating insights. But then the next step is what do we do with it? How can it drive meaningful progress? What can we learn and how can it influence how we do business? Candidly, our research shows that there's a lot of room for improvement, which we see as a tremendous opportunity to do more and to do better collectively as a financial services industry, to better serve not just women breadwinners, but all women investors, and to support greater financial participation for women. 
Our research revealed that many women breadwinners feel that the financial services industry can be patronizing and has historically catered to men, which is where the room for improvement is quite clear. And if we think about how we can all collectively raise the bar for our industry and how UBS in particular can pave the way, it was important for us to actually try to better understand the needs of women breadwinners as it pertains to their financial life, which we did with this latest research. We found that women breadwinners cited top financial needs, including retirement planning, maintaining an emergency fund, budgeting, and long-term care as just a few of their most important priorities. And in terms of how to meet those needs, financial professionals can help women breadwinners by seeking to understand the family income dynamics, setting assumptions aside, looking for ways to reduce the time burden of financial engagement, and pursuing a comprehensive goals-based approach. At UBS, we fundamentally believe that all women should take their rightful place at the money table, and we want to help women do just that. We see this latest research as a critical way to point out the existing challenges in the hopes of collectively working to correct this imbalance. So I want to close out our conversation with more of a broader question on the Own Your Worth research. Since you've been doing this for six years now, why is this topic so important and why is it critical that we continue to focus on women's financial participation and bringing more women to the money table? Sure, absolutely. We we believe that it's critical for women to have a say in the major financial decisions that will impact their lives and their legacies. And interestingly enough, the vast majority of the women and men that we've surveyed over the years also believe it's critically important for women to be equally engaged in financial decisions. In fact, the majority of women and men told us that the only when that only when women are equally engaged in the major financial decisions that impact them will we as a society achieve gender equality. So I really think that's fascinating. And even beyond that, we know that money plays a significant role in shaping our lives and our futures. Whether we like it or not, it helps us achieve our goals, eases concerns, it helps us retire, it helps us pay for unforeseen medical costs or emergencies, pay for that dream home we've always wanted, potentially, you know, explore and pay for tuition for children or grandchildren's education, giving money to charities or causes that are so important to us. The list goes on and on. And so we believe that everyone, women and men, should be engaged and aware of where their money is, where it's going, and how they are on track to achieve the things that are most important to them in life, not only to avoid surprises later on down the road, but to also influence where that road goes throughout one's financial journey. Demographic trends show that 80% of women will at some point have to manage their finances on their own, so it's important to be engaged in these decisions at each life stage. As it relates to what we've discussed today, it's critical for women breadwinners to feel empowered throughout the course of their lives so they can shape their own financial futures and steer their own path to achieving the goals that are most important to them. And again, I would reiterate that this is relevant for all women. So with that, I appreciate everyone's time today. And to learn more, I'd also just share that our content hub is available at ubs.com forward slash women. But thank you so much for the conversation, Siobhan. Thank you so much for joining me today, Nicole, and giving our listeners an overview of the work that you do in the Own Your Worth series. Again, we have been joined by Nicole Herman, Relationship Manager with the Women's Strategic Client segment on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. The material presented in this podcast has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published 
for informational purposes only. It is intended to be educational in nature. It is not an advertisement, nor is it a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments or to participate in any particular trading strategy, nor should it be viewed as such by the listener. UBS AG or its affiliates and its employees are not affiliated with any third-party speakers mentioned. None of UBS or its representatives is suggesting that the recipient or any other person take a specific course of action or any other action at all in response to this podcast. By accessing and listening to this podcast, the listener acknowledges and agrees with the intended purpose described here and disclaims any expectation or belief that the information constitutes investment advice or a solicitation of any kind. Any financial instruments or services described in this podcast may not be eligible for sale in all jurisdictions or to certain categories or investors. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to you about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review client relationship summary provided at UBS.com forward slash relationship summary or ask your UBS financial advisors for a copy.